Welcome to Counterspin. Today is the 25th of July 2021. No What he said. What does that actually mean? It means resisting lies or welcome to Counterspin. That's for us non moldy out there. Yep. Okay. Anyway, it's uh, Counterspin's third anniversary. We started our uh, Anzac Day launch, 25th of April. It is now the 25th of July. That video you just saw is something you will not see on lamestream media. That is the farmers from the hell of a protest rally throughout the country. Um, they took in tons of food to the Auckland City Mission to feed the homeless and, of course, address the ever-growing, failed Jacinda Ardern Labour-led government policies. It's been a big week, Brad. Um, of course, the co-host is Brad Flutie. Everyone knows him. Uh, he can um, introduce himself. But before I go, I've got to do this. And the producer's probably looking at me thinking, well, what the hell is he going to do now? Did you have a Pink Floyd moment? You know, a momentary lapse of reason. When you went to a particular protest and uh, gave a particular person a hug and all that. So the, the pushback we had on that was phenomenal. Can you now explain yourself? Oh, right. Uh, so um, I guess everybody was uh, super annoyed that I gave Billy a cuddle without a condom. I, I'm sorry about that. But you know you have to you have to give gratitude where gratitude is 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 required. He gave me a spot to speak, and I I said my piece, and I gave him a hug. I apologise that I wasn't wearing a condom. Next time I will make sure I'm prepared. I wasn't actually going there to speak. It wasn't my intention. I was there to meet with investors, and I don't bring condoms when I go to meet investors. So sorry, guys. You sorry about f- that. You got a fetish for condoms or something? All of a sudden, I had, did say condom quite a lot. <coughs> you I? did. Too many times. Sorry. And we don't even need it. Sorry that about out. that too. We're yes. not going to edit that out either. We're just going to, that's going to go down. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Enjoy. Okay. So you're not going to Christmas or anything like that? No. No, okay, I don't good. think so. <clears throat> I just wanted to uh, no, address, because we have a sophisticated audience who, who, who like the idea and the fact that we're growing and we're getting the truth out there, yeah. just like with our guests coming on shortly, more people who have facts and evidence-based reporting as opposed to the normal mainstream Look, there was, um, media there was more than just Billy there at that protest. There were people protesting against mandatory vaccinations, and I support that. So it's important for me to stand there, and I apologise if it offended you guys that I'm uh, cuddling people without a condom. Condom again. Okay, it's been a big week, of course, in the US. The um, uh, audit train keeps steaming along, which is good. Um, just for the record, Trump won, Biden lost, suck it up. That's a fact. Secondly, worldwide freedom rallies. Uh, there's millions participated in that. Lamestream media, as usual, tell you there's a couple of thousand here or maybe a hundred thousand there, but there were screeds of people. And the sooner people switch off mainstream media and come to more alternative um, platforms like ours, like at Weeks and News, um, to which our guests are from, and I'll introduce them shortly. Um, in fact, I'll do that now. For joining us via Skype as we come back from the uh, break coming up, we have Sudanum, Sudanum, and Kiwi Patriot, husband and wife tag team, American and a Kiwi. That's like Anzac without the Australians. Nice. Uh, we have Kia, another <laughs> New Zealander who will be joining in, and Sparky from the US. I don't think you made it through customs. No. You're still out there. <laughs> okay. <coughs> but customs they, regulations yeah. are oh, reasonable. I actually watched their show too and I, I enjoy it. They've got damn good graphics too. Mm, and we're he's got have, like the silky smooth gonna, American voice. Yes. And yeah. we're going to have to pirate their tech team, I think, yeah. you know, for the graphics. Kiwi comedy help, has help to us, mock ourselves because we don't have such silky smooth accents like that. Actually, just for shits and yours anyway. Yeah. Okay, in 2019, they came together as moderators for the Matrix Groove Show uh, before unceremoniously being taken down from YouTube in collaboration. 
They have uh, been deep diving into a range of subject matter and into the real conspiracies that are dominating the world today. They will, of course, bring more of their views as we go through this. This show will be predominantly focused, again, in conjunction with the show we did before, on the big lie, which is the COVID um, psyop going on throughout the world, <clears throat> to hope you uh, take your little death jabs. And let's set that up now and let's play this next video. For your audience and for you two guys specifically um, in the media, in the world of media, because I think that one of the things, one of the major shifts that, that has occurred over the last few years, and, and I'll take us back to, I think it was in Tulsa when we, when we were all there in that back sort of larger room with the sort of the, what I call the, I call it the, the B media market only because you get treated that way. It's like the stepchildren of media, right? Oh gosh, right. Yeah. And you're, and you're, and you're put into the back room and you're told, you know, maybe somebody will show up. And there was like, there was probably 20 or 30 in that room, 20 or 30 different media outlets that were podcasters that were people that had anything from, from an audience of a, of a quarter of a million to an audience of, two to three million, right? So, and I would like, what I want to try to do, and this is my conversation with, with other people who are in this world, and I'll bring it up on your stage, up in your show right now, is that we have to get more coordinated. And there is no doubt where you guys stand. And I actually appreciate that. When somebody in the big, in the big MSM tries to pretend like they're unbiased, where, you know, <laughs> we report the news, that's total bullshit. I'm sorry, excuse my Irish on your podcast, but it is True. total, it, it's, it's so wrong. Don't pretend. You know, one of the reasons why Rush Limbaugh had a market of about third, anywhere from 30 to 50 million listeners a day was because everybody knew where he stood. He, did, he was un, unabashed about what he was going to say, how he was going to say it, you know, where he stood on any particular issues. You knew that this guy was a conservative radio talk show host, and he created a, a monster market because he was honest, he was authentic. And I think what we need to do is we need to come together in these conservative voices, with these conservative voices in these media markets. And this is where you guys have got to work together. And I, I, it's sort of my counsel to you, but I'm saying this to other people and I'm saying this to some pretty serious people who are, all, these other people that are out there, guys, who are thinking about, well, we're gonna create another channel here, we're gonna create another channel there. Hey, we have channels. You guys are one of them. You're one of the one of the major channels, and it's a, and I think I it's a, I applaud you for being uh, recognized as one of those media, you know, components that gets brought into a into a a large Trump rally, and you know, which is going to happen here in Phoenix this weekend. So it's stuff like that where people are beginning to recognize that we have to deal with these with these media markets that are out there because, I, frankly, on any given day, your share of your market is as much as CNN on some days. Right. And just because because people are sick and tired of the lies and the and the nonsense that come out of there. And frankly, lying about or pretending to be unbiased journalism or un, in fact pretending to be journalism. So right. it's not journalism. It's it's total propaganda and I think that uh, that's the kind of stuff that I I think for the media for the world that we're moving toward rapidly, you all have to um, you have to figure out ways to coordinate, cooperate, share your markets in a different way, even to the point of instead of, you know, if your timelines are not as good when you're if you come on at, you know, I don't know, 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon, you know how you how you market yourself in different different time zones and different timelines, different times of the day. I mean, 
this is where I think if I were, if, if were, if, you know, if I could touch my nose or sprinkle fairy dust on, on the podcasters, the really good ones like you guys, uh, to, to work together to create even a larger market. So there's no doubt you can turn on this particular channel and you're going to immediately go to a very strong conservative voice who's, who's protecting American values. And you're going to get, uh, you're going to get, um, you know, people coming on like myself, my brother Joe, and others who are, who are out there fighting the good fight and trying to get a message out to the American people so they know that there's champions out there fighting for them because not everybody can do this. Not everybody, you know, not everybody has the platform. Not everybody has the guts to do it. And that, that, that's okay. That's the, way, that's the way human nature is sometimes. But I, like I do, and I'll shut up here, but like I do like to say, yeah, there you go. Fight like a Flint. That, but everybody has a responsibility to do something. Everybody has a responsibility to do something. And if it's, you know, if it's only to give five bucks at the end of the month, or if it's to go run for school committee, or if it's even more, you know, to, 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 to join some other effort, uh, then people need to start to really do that. You know, I say that, the, are we, is the country waxing or waning? Mm. And I have different conversations on different days about how I feel like, like my brother Joe just said, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I go, wow, what the hell am I doing? You know, I mean, is it, is it solvable? And I'm right. telling you, and I know Joe and I have had these conversations, but I, I will tell you, you can't give up. You just cannot give up. because no. Otherwise, I turn this country over to my kids and my grandkids and and uh, and they have a communist country instead of a, a, a constitutional republic. Welcome back to Scalapin. Almost got caught then. Did you see that? She couldn't goes, you're on. Mm. And I've, I've just highlighted that anyway. Here. Um, so, Brad, you just heard the clip. What do you got to say about that? Yeah, I think it's a, some very good points. I think that more than just conservatives working together, uh, remember, libertarians and conservatives built our nations in the West together. We came up, libertarians came up with the ideas and conservatives brought it into working order. If we're going to overcome this this overwhelming threat to our liberty and our way of life and our freedoms and the pursuit of truth and good, then libertarians and conservatives must work together. We have to start, liberals out there, you've just lost your minds. You have no idea who you are anymore. That's true. And you're just working for one source, one entity that isn't even a living being. It's just an entity. So you need to start coming back to being living beings, looking at conservatives as your brothers who help you bring your good ideas into reality. We come up with a lot of bad ideas, a lot of bad ideas, and we're, reaping the consequences of it now so it's time to peel back a little bit figure out who are our brothers pursuing truth come together and solve these problems damn right okay we're going to bring in now uh pseudonym and kiwi patriot along with um uh kiwi and sparky from the u.s uh we'll bring you in one at a time or all at once over talk each other i don't care just bring the bring it in on us um my main question to you guys, uh, to give the viewers the idea of where you're at, is give us a snapshot of you and um, how did you escape the mind matrix from being asleep to that epiphany where it was just like, now I know what's going on. Who's first? Guys, I think, excuse me, I think for me the, and, and a lot of New Zealanders, one of the main uh, things that woke, uh, woke us up was in, in New Zealand, a lot of the hype was, oh, Trump's going to start a war if he gets elected in 2016 with uh, North Korea. 
And the mainstream media, New, New, New Zealand mainstream media, was pushing that really, really hard. And then when it didn't happen, I sort of thought, hang on a minute, what happened there? And then I started looking around on the internet and I ran into The Matrix and Shady Groove Show um, on YouTube and just started watching in chat and realized that there's a whole world of information being passed around on the internet that that is so much more in depth than the mainstream media was presenting uh, and, and different narratives. And I, I didn't, at that point, I didn't even know what a narrative was. Right. Um, and and to, to understand but just quickly what a narrative is, it's uh, it's based on a direction that something or someone wants to push you into thinking and believing. Uh, and all our mainstream medias do that because they are funded by uh, big big organizations that have an agenda. Um, so for me, that's what woke me up was Trump be, being elected and war with North, uh, with North Korea not breaking out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of that going on, wasn't there? Yes, indeed. And... Um I know Sparky probably has a very similar story, but I mean, for most of us Americans, uh, 9-11 woke us all up. And when we went to the Obama administration, everything else just kind of opened up for us, too. We just we saw exactly how corrupt our government was. We started digging on it. And then the years come by. Trump gets elected in office and just completely breaks the mainstream media in the deep state's head and he's everything that they're scared of and you know that that's pretty much what we where we came from at, at, at the same time trump uh, got into power a, a a campaign got underway and general flynn was at the head he was the spear tip of the campaign and it was the campaign for digital soldiers for people who wanted to learn and spread the truth about what was going on. That happened at the exact same time uh, Donald Trump came down the escalator and and got into power. So it was a double-pronged approach. Yeah. If it wouldn't have been for Matrix and Shady, we probably wouldn't have been able to engage with General Flynn as much as everyone else has. We have them to thank for the real awakening amongst the patriots in America and so many in New Zealand as well. You know, these these guys, people, they were the, people in New the Zealand, spiritual. Sorry, people in New Zealand <laughs> are actually quite a bit more awake than than, I, than you realize. I mean, at work just last week, I had a customer start talking to me about um, the new hate, hate, speech, um, hate speech crime laws and stuff. Yeah, that's a big one. And yeah. that really went out into the rural and farming communities as like a real sore, sore, sore stepping point for them to sort of get into action and start getting involved, I think. Yeah. Now we're going to let Kia and Sparky talk now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'll go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hands up. Um, yeah, so um, my name's Kia. Um, that's short for Kia Outer World. And, um, yeah, it's a handle I've had for a little while now. But, um, yeah, in the last little while, let's say year, year and a half. Um, In my experience, I've been waking up to a lot of things. Previously already kind of awake, was overseas, saw Ebola um, doing its thing, saw um, the Obama administration move a whole, I think it was two battalions across uh, across Germany. So this was just pre-Trump running. So he was moving everything into position and then, um, you know, his running mate, Hillary was going to come in and push the button. 
And it was just like, ah, yeah, I don't really want to be in Europe anymore. I might go home. So I come home um, and then pandemic hit and looked for a true source of what's actually happening. And New Zealand's kind of a funny one for like that cusp of, of cultures. Now, because we're so close to uh, America with our allies right there, and then we're, um, you know, a British, you know, where is it? Is it? Yeah, the <laughs> Britishness. Yeah. Like, we, we have that influence from both sides. Now, we haven't heard boo out of the Queen or anything, and then we, it's not that we follow America, but we look to America. A lot. So that's what I did. I looked to America. Um, I found uh, Rick at Blessed to Teach. I found Matrix and Shady. But um, I just basically followed Trump. I followed all the press conferences, learned that he's actually saying more than he actually is. And when you start to see and hear more than what we're being shown and told, you're able to discern for yourself and start digging and start looking and start finding uh, things he's not talking about but is talking about, if you kind of get where I'm coming from. Yeah, I do. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's been great. I've met these guys. Um, and, yeah, thanks to Matrix and, and Shady for helping me and um, bringing us all together to get some truth out there. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the few of the things that you said um because the great thing about us having a good relationship with the united states is is that we share values with the constitution and, and coming from a maori perspective that's actually quite important for us as well because the constitution is embedded in in values that are that are aligned with um, statements that we have like tino ranga tiratanga sovereignty of the individual um turanga waiwai self-determination so all of those values are embedded in the constitution as well you your right to free speech, your right to bear arms. These are all tinoranga tiratanga and turanga waiwai. So it's it's understandable why we share such common values with, with the West. Mm-hmm. And, and interestingly, in the Trump speech today, um, he made a very good reference to uh, being partnered with sovereign nations. Mm. Even though he's in Arizona talking about uh, the audit and everything that's going on, he still includes the world. Yeah. So, yeah, just coming back to that point, he he included us. So it's true. Yep. Yeah. Sparky, what's what's your take on it all? So, me, what you guys said, what you guys were just talking about. I, I say one thing about it is that these rights are granted to man by God, not by man. Mm-hmm. So uh, constitution or not, every person in the world is in, is entitled to all these rights. You know what I mean? So I came from a different place than everybody else did. I'm a little bit older. I'm, I'm the older guy in, in, in our <laughs> show. So I started out as a conspiracy theorist. Long, long time ago, always looking into the agenda 21 stuff, the UFOs, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then I ran into shady actually years ago. I was, I followed him a lot and listen, like he, he talks about the constitution and all that stuff all the time. Right. You guys know that. And I was 
really impressed by his style, and, and he talked about the freedom and the sovereignty of the countries and stuff like that. And then w- one time he brought on Matrix and then started talking about the pace tours. Um, that's a very interesting thing, you know. And that's when I met these guys. I met Matrix. I met Sue. I met Kia, Kiwi. Um, and Sue actually brought me on crew. So that's 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 my story. It's kind of long. It's kind of short, but. <clears throat> no, that's good. It's it's interesting to know. What, what, see, in New Zealand here, from the time Trump announced he was going to go for you know the, the presidency, our mainstream media slammed him. Jacinda Ardern was mm-hmm. you know at the at the pinnacle of that slamming. Now we know that um, our government communications and security bureau down at Waihopai there, another one at Tangamuana, and a few others um, were principal among the ones who spied on his campaign because, as you know, you can't spy on yourself, mm-hmm. so you get your partner in the five eyes to um, feed you the information because they do it for you. And they signed off the ministerial mm-hmm. warrants for that. I think they should be done for that, to be honest, and I hope when he gets back in, he comes down and he kicks their ass. And uh, I'll be more than happy to help um, remove them. <clears throat> but most people, because they've only been subject to mainstream media here, that's all they've had, constantly brain dead feeding of misinformation lies and it's just it's it quite frankly mm-hmm. pissed me off because we like you look at alternative sources you know i'm i'm all about facts and evidence i mean there's things i'd like to speak about on here but unless i can actually prove it beyond doubt i can't like i you know people say to me why don't you talk about the reptiles and i said well if i can bring one on the show tear his face off and show the scales then I will. But until then, reptile is going to have to stay in the aquarium. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that's, ex- for that's sure. exactly what we try to do on our show. We, we realized that we were in a, in a movement that was full with uh, people trying to make us look silly yeah. with misinformation. Astroturfing. 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 So, so what we tried to do was um, create a show that by the time you get to the end of the week, you've got a, a researched, accurate summary of what, happened in the news that week that we've had time to fact check and we are comfortable in presenting that the information is solid and that sort of gets you out of that i mean like you there's a, there's so many topics we'd like to talk about on the show but yeah. we cannot physically prove it As you're, so, I, I totally understand fringe. where you come from yeah yeah absolutely i mean the really interesting stuff yeah well because you know and even a lot of the things that we talk about that we can back up with facts there's a lot of things about covid that you know, we can back up with with sauce, if you will, like just pure information, and mm-hmm. we're still considered disinfo. I mean, you guys are too. Oh, absolutely. Just, just for talking about it. <coughs> we're at the top of the hill. Well, no, any, anyone I, anyone I that's not the on, government source. On, on yeah. The... And we, I mean, we heard that from Jacinda's mouth herself. You know, don't trust anyone, but from what we tell you. Yeah. You know, and. Right there, if more Americans saw that, they would be up in arms because that's exactly mm-hmm. what Biden and the administration are trying to do to, to them. And it's, it's worldwide. It's, yeah. See, a lot of people, because we, we look at it from a New Zealand perspective, uh, Australians would be looking at what's going on in Australia. But if we take a step back and look at the um, the whole global chessboard, as it were, and of course we're the pawns, they will see that this is it's, it's almost been duplicated in every country. 
there's a complete attack on all Western nations. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it started with Event 201. Yeah. yeah. Or even uh, before that. It started even before that, but as far as COVID, yeah, I mean, we we can back that up to not just Event 201. They had uh, the CLADX event, yep. and this was all centered around the exact same thing, you know, and a lot of people didn't pay attention to it till the pandemic hit, and suddenly they're, they're finding this in the back channels and wondering, you know, what the hell is this? Well, we started to see, though, how it all ties together, right? The, the big picture, yeah. right? Well, even oh, everything has something the, to do with everything, actually. Even as far back as 2002 with the patent files. Correct. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> actually, this, that's, a, that's a perfect opportunity to play Dr. Martin's video on this very thing. We'll check this out. We'll get your commentary when we come back. Any assertion that this, this pathogen is somehow unique or novel falls apart on the actual gene sequences which are published in the patent record and then more egregiously falls apart in the fact that we have Peter Daszak himself stating that we have to create public hype to get the public to accept the medical countermeasure of a pan-coronavirus vaccine. And what makes that most ludicrous is the fact that, as we know, World Health Organization had declared coronavirus um, a a you know kind of a, a a dead a dead interest i mean they 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 said that that we had eradicated coronavirus as a concern so why having eradicated it in 2007 and 2008 why did we start spending billions of dollars globally on a vaccine for a thing that had been eradicated by declaration in 2008 um you know kind of kind of falls into the zone of incredulity to say the least. But doesn't that also mean if you, if, if, you, if you take the entirety of the evidence, then this is a tool, the coronavirus and the vaccines, this is a tool and, and the interest of DARPA in creating a biological weapon out of this, this is a tool for everything else that latches onto this, including um, Population control, for example. Well, listen, this, this, we, we have to stop falling for even the mainstream narrative in our own line of questioning. Um, because the fact of the matter is, this was seen as a highly malleable bioweapon. There is no question that by 2005, it was unquestionably a weapon of choice. And the illusion that we continue to, to unfortunately see very well-meaning people get trapped in is conversations about whether we're having a vaccine for a virus. The fact of the matter is we're not. We are injecting a spike protein mRNA, sequ mRNA sequence, which is a computer simulation. It's not derived from nature. It's a computer simulation of a sequence which has been known and patented for years. And what we know is that that sequence as reported is reported across things like, you know, the very reliable phone conversations that took place between Moderna and the Vaccine Research Center by self-report. Where, I don't know, if you were on a phone call and you heard A-T-T-C-C-G-G-T-T-C-C-G-A-B-B-B, -B -B, 
you know, is there any chance you might get a, a, a letter, a vowel or a consonant dropped here or there? The, the, the ludicrous nature of the story that this is somehow prophylactic or preventative flies in the face of 100% of the evidence because the evidence makes it abundantly clear that there has been no effort by any pharmaceutical company to combat the virus. This is about getting people injected with the known to be harmful S1 spike protein. So the, the cover story is that if you get an expression of a spike protein, you're going to have some sort of general symptomatic relief. But the fact of the matter is, there has never been an intent to vaccinate a population as defined by the vaccination universe. And, and it's important, I mean, let's, let's review just for the record, when Anthony Fauci tried desperately to get some of his, quote, synthetic RNA vaccines published, he had his own patents rejected by the patent office. And I want to read what the patent office told him when NIAID's own Anthony Fauci thought that he could get an mRNA-like vaccine patented as a vaccine. And here's the quote. These arguments are per, per, persuasive to the extent that an antigenic peptide stimulates an immune response that may produce antibodies that bind to a specific peptide or protein, but it is not persuasive in regards to a vaccine. Okay? This is the patent office. This is not some sort of public health agency. This is the patent office. The immune response produced by a vaccine must be more than merely some immune response, but must also be protective. As noted in the previous office action, the art recognizes the term vaccine to be a compound which prevents infection. Applicant has not demonstrated that the instantly claimed vaccine meets even the lower standard set forth in the specification, let alone the standard art definition for being operative in regards. Therefore, claims five, seven, and nine are not operative as the anti-HIV vaccine, which is what he was working on, is not patentable utility. So, so Anthony Fauci himself was told by the patent office themselves that what he was proposing as a vaccine does not meet the patentable standard the legal standard or the clinical standard. Welcome back to Counterspin. Brad, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's just the final nail in the coffin, really. Um, paper trail evidence dating back to 2002. Um, when I started writing my articles on COVID, I started with the opinion that we should lock the borders. And then I asked the question, uh, well, hang on a sec. How, how do we know that this virus uh, wasn't around before we started testing for it? And we'd never had that question answered. We'd never had it answered. Uh, we just basically went off on this fantasy ride of trying to find all the details as to why we should be afraid of this virus. And then the many other variants that they found afterwards by using the PCR test incorrectly by inferring what the results mean. And yeah. so now we have Dr. David E. Martin telling all of us that the answer to that question that you needed answered right at the start, which is, why should we be afraid of this? The answer to that question is 
You shouldn't be. You've been living with it for a long time and our health system hasn't fallen apart yet. This is the definition of racketeering at a mass scale across multiple different countries. This is a RICO case. And I did an article on that on Medium. One day, it got close to 500, 600 reads, full reads, and Medium deleted it. No, no just saying it's under investigation. So people can't read it and discern for themselves whether it should be under investigation or whether the hyperlinks or the, 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 the supporting information nature. should be investigated. I mean, you're talking about for you to debunk this article, you're going to have to go through 4,000 patents yourself, yeah. 4,000 patents, and then cross-reference and check with other people who are doing the same thing. But these days, if you write an article expressing that this is interesting and you should pay attention to this, <laughs> it's removed until um, well, they can you, prove that it's that it's true. You're just not part of the club, Brad. <laughs> no, Sorry. I'm not part of the club. No. I'm not a liberal anymore. Yeah, see, I never was. <laughs> I, some of us are just Look pure. how inclusive you are. I'm, I'm allowed to sit with you. you. Somewhere. Even when I didn't wear a condom and hugged Billy Takahika. Oh, jeez, he's still going on about that. Okay. I'm going to write okay, that Okay, guys, just show. so we can shut him up, we'll bring you guys in to um, um, have a talk about that particular one, the patents and all that sort of thing. Well, we, we've actually seen uh, a lot of the, the patents over the last um, year or so. Um, every time we try to post things like this on social media, they shut us down, unfortunately, and they try to call it disinfo, but the patent's right there. I mean, you got the Peerbright patent from a year ago, and then we actually found one recently uh, where they're talking about putting graphene in the COVID vaccine, and this one was from 2016, I believe. You know, it it's all real. The graphene <laughs> and its relevance. What's the, what's the relevance for people out there who who may have just for the first time heard that? Yeah, because it's not graphene made out of hemp. <laughs> no, uh, so graphene graphene oxide graphene is a relatively new product. Um, it's the size of an, a nanometer. It's it's the smallest uh, manufactured particle known to man, and it, well, I believe, uh, and it's incredibly strong, and it's also a semiconductor. So in com certain configurations, it's programmable like a semiconductor. Yeah, uh, we actually found this connection with um, one of the BMI companies, or the uh, the brain machine interface companies, one called InBrain, and InBrain is actually using this toxic uh, graphene in their brain chips. They just have to tweak it a little bit, and they're they're actually trying to sell this to Facebook at the moment, which is just <laughs> yeah. Wow, and now yeah. military has been ejected with all this stuff. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. remember what I was saying about getting into your DNA? Is that if yes. they can reprogram it, then they can classify you as non-human anymore, and then they can patent you. That's right. That's you correct. become effectively a new product and subject to their rules, regulations, and controls. Exactly. And see, so right now we're not subject to the rules and regulations, but if they do that... Mm -hmm then all of a sudden you are, right? Exactly, well, and there's actually the second, documents to back that up too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the second but, you give into DNA to 23andMe and all these other places, you, you're pretty much 
selling the pattern on yourself. And there's also <laughs> there's also a lot of um, hacking going on worldwide that is literally um, infiltrating hospital systems and acquiring people's um, information. We had one in the Waikato um, yeah. District Health Board, and that I obviously we need more source, but. The idea is that uh, 23andMe, uh, they're, they're building profiles of uh, racial DNA profiles of people for the biological weaponization of viruses in the future, targeting specific uh, populations or specific um, race makeups of populations. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've, I find this incredible because if you think about it, remember Operation Paperclip, they brought the Nazi scientists over to the US. They went to the OSS, I think 1954, become the CIA. Um, and then all of a sudden they're running all these different programs and everything's leading to yet another, let's knock off certain races. So like you say, racial profiling, uh, DNA makeup, they can decide, right, we're going to weaponize this particular uh, serum, air spray, aerosol, whatever, let loose, and then only those people are going to drop dead. Yeah, and CIA asset, Charlie Manson's ideas of, a race war has been spread out as a narrative. <laughs> right. It's pretty but sick, isn't listening. it? As yeah. an example, you've got um, Wuhan, China is back open and they're having raves and things. They were they were the first ones to reopen while everybody else was so, locked down. Yeah, so the virus wasn't as deadly in China as it was in the rest of the world, apparently. Or perhaps the PCR testing in Wuhan was a distinctively lower than the rest of the world that that's a real possibility too when you look into the the truth behind the pcr testing it was never meant to diagnose an illness it was only meant to measure of like a virus count like in the, 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 body. the quantity of that infection within that amount of blood yeah yeah it was all about the cycles right it was Correct. all about yes. the cycles yeah that's yeah. right the pcr but, test that the i think it was mullins kerry mullins kerry the guy, mullins who who created it said it wasn't fit for purpose of what they were using it for. Mm. Over here they were doing what thirty five to forty five cycles, so that ninety oh percent false positives or false negatives. So it was unreliable for a start. Now remember, over here they couldn't find enough people dying, so they had to mm. then go from deaths to cases. And all of a sudden, mm. everyone had a case of something. And yet, you look at how it was presented to us. It was a wall of death. This thing was just this invisible wall of death and everyone was dropping like flies. But yeah, I thought to myself, myself, I looked around, I saw no one dropping dead. And then I thought, something's going on here. And then we could look, took a good deep dive into it. And yeah, straight away, psychological operation, something's coming. Then all of a sudden, the jab started getting pushed. Yeah, I just want to clarify the, the Carrie Mullis. So Carrie Mullis actually invented the PCR test. And he actually said in an interview that the PCR test was meant to show what's present in the molecular environment. You weren't meant to use it to infer what you've... Or a diagnostic tool. To infer what you've found, what that means. So essentially what that means is you can't go and use this diagnostic test, find something, and then infer that we've found coronavirus, this means you're sick or that you've had it. It's just meant to show what's present. And now he's dead. Now he's dead. Well, you also um, understand that you know that the PCR tests were not developed for this, right? Yeah, exactly. But it started with AIDS, mm. you know. Okay, what we'll do? What we'll do um, now, now? Because we've been talking oh, oh, about. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, let's, oh. let's go for the man. He's got his hand oh, up. He's oh, in yeah. class. Okay, little Johnny. I think <laughs> those jokes, little Johnny. Let's little go, Johnny. little Johnny. 
Hang on. So for new eyes, what we're forgetting is like, remember, someone drove 6,000 miles to go to a cave and get a bat and then eat it, yeah. right? That's how it started. Now, and we're talking about patents, right? And patents are, are something that you can only patent that's man-made. Great. Right, that's like for new eyes and new new viewers and people only just catching up. You can't patent nature, yeah. and that's how it's been sold to that's us. Right. So this is this is something that's been created. So when you're going and looking for the patent, you're going to see that it's been created by certain companies. That's right. So just just needed to get that out. You're right. Like, okay. Hundred percent. It's David. For little gaps. Yeah. Doctor David. Doctor David E. Martin actually said that. Um, we created SARS all the way back in, I think it was it 91, 90, 2002? Somewhere around those dates. 20 years, yeah. yeah. So we've been dealing with this supposed man-made uh, creation for over two decades. Yeah, well, in the labs, they've been trying to weaponize things, do gain mm-hmm. a function and all that, which, of course, Fauci with the NIH, uh, who gets, what, $6.5 billion mm. um, from the Department of Defense for... Uh, research into such things, and he only gets, I think, uh, a couple of million or yeah. He wants to he wants to win an award for solving the problems he creates. Yeah, and he's never actually <laughs> achieved anything in his no. life. In fact, he stole a lot of um, what's her name, David Mikovits, and her um, predecessor's work. Uh, held theirs up from being published. Oh, yeah. Mikovits, yeah, yeah, Mikovits. yeah, and ruined her career in the process. Correct. So here's a so we'll we'll have a look at little Fauci and his uh, lion ass right now, Doctor Fauci. <laughs> Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of -of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain-of-function. So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH. Can I answer the question? Of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. 
it says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increase their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let's. Okay, welcome back to Counterspin. You almost caught us again. Um, we we're just in the break. We we're having a good uh, talk. In fact, we were just running Fauci down like he was. Oh, yesterday's newspaper, and he's going to be shortly. By the looks of it, he's got nowhere to go. He's got no friends left in Congress. No one's actually coming out publicly backing him up. And his whole denial of gain of function itself is another massive lie. You can't even say he's just omitting anything, eh? He is actually lying through his teeth. Does he have teeth? Dentures, maybe. I don't know. So you guys, uh, actually, Sparky, I'll bring you in first. You're in the U.S. You're hot on the ground there. Um, what's your take on, on Mr. Fauci? Oh, he's a clown, um, obviously. Um, like we were just talking in the break, he's, he's arguing against his own gain-of-function definition, right? Yeah. So um, do the math on all that. That's, that's all I can really say about it. Rand Paul has, has got him pegged. He was paranoid. He was afraid. He knows. He knows what's up. And what really gets me about this is, is that he's he obviously doesn't watch our show because he's got to know that people are talking about this stuff. Yeah. And he still goes out and he says this stupid crap. Oh, time and time again. In fact, Natalie Winters from the National Post, of course, who also um, goes on War Room at times, she's got him pegged. I mean, she's only young, eh? And she is vehement. She 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 has got to the bottom of everything, and and that's that's his undoing as well. Uh, and Rand Paul has delivered the killer blows in the in the hearings. I mean, he's got he's got nowhere to go, but yet he still won't die. Oh come on, you know, Mister Fauci, he's all about, you know, it just makes common sense <laughs> to yeah. change words into things that don't mean that word. Bastard in this. Say again. Brad, what you said earlier, who has the most invested in this? How much money has he made off of all yep. these things? Yep. And that's what it comes he down has to. Follow interest money. In every company is developing all these drugs, these vaccines, right? Um, and obviously, these there are other people that are getting their cuts from that, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. We shouldn't have uh, let the Bidol Act go through. Hmm. So anyone Very else want to chime in there? Oh, I can. Um, <laughs> we have enough to say about Dr. Fauci to fill an hour show. But yeah, after what after reading Fauci's emails, that was the stake that that was dri driven through this man's heart. Everything else after this is what a Southerners in a <laughs> in America call lanyap. That's just extra. That's just stuff that we can laugh at. Fauci knows. He knows that if he gets <laughs> if he gets brought into court over this and he gets implied that he was part of all this, this is a crimes against humanity charge. He he's facing the death sentence and he knows it this is nuremberg 2.0 in the making and he knows it and Rand paul good on him one good of the things on. one of the things we have to focus on is making sure enough people see what what just happened with Rand paul and dr fauci because dr fauci has been franchised he's ronald freaking mcdonald yeah. 
He really is. They've, they've made caricatures. They've put them on stickers. They've made cookies with them. Bobbleheads. And that's gone around the world, and that's used as the core narrative of Jacinda Ardern's government. That's exactly, I was, doing, I was Every, going to say that. That's exactly what Jacinda Ardern's doing. She's in books. She's in advertising. Wow. Yep. I mean, she mm. splashes her poorly whites, lies through her teeth. Got to be big lies because they're damn big teeth. Um, and And yet... You, you you look at you look at what she says and how she she has no conviction in what she says. She knows through body language that she's lying through her teeth, and people are just expected to buy it. And the worst thing of all is that they're bought and paid for journalistic whores we have that laughingly call themselves um, mainstream media. They sell her like she's some commodity. What? Although you do, you <laughs> do so know all, all the, that there is one piece of media she doesn't want to get in. She doesn't want to be in the They Are Us movie, which is produced by Andrew Nichol, who's done movies about technological dystopias. So I want to know what is it about this movie that she doesn't she doesn't want it. The media are going nuts trying to get this movie cancelled over here. Yeah, we're we are going to do a Christchurch um, show. We keep talking about it, but we're waiting on a couple of key pieces of evidence. Our focus isn't on what everyone talks about. We look at what no one's been talking about. And I want we're looking more at who was involved or what did the state know and what was the level of their involvement. Just like you guys over there in the US, Sparky, with the, um, January the 6th. That, to all intents and purposes, was like one previously. That was an FBI operation. Exactly. Um, and, and the more we're starting to hear about that, the less they're starting to talk about it, right? Exactly. Because now you're bringing the FBI into it, right? So it, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? That's why we look into different aspects, different. we take different angles on the things that we look into in our show. Yeah, that's, that's a damn good idea, Brad. <clears throat> I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, and I, was, I thought you were just going to come um, something punchy. No, I, I, I guess we're just talking about hey, the um, the March fifteen terrorist attacks, uh, and I want to put a shout out to all our licensed gun owners out there who have basically paid the price for our government being unbelievably incompetent. And here we are today. We're at a position where we need to be fronting up to the government putting pressure on them to stand up for democracy and 17% of the guns that were in the hands of probably the third most responsible firearm community in the world, they don't have them anymore, but our gangs still do. And $2.75 million worth of government funding to hypothetically address meth issues. They're actively working on taking rid, getting rid of the second amendment and they're trying they're they actually trying. use new zealand examples like things that happen in new zealand they used the christchurch um event as a major talking point in u.s for um 2a second amendment gun rights um reform in the u.s so very the two countries are very much linked in 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 a lot of the mainstream media spin stories yeah, but, unfortunately but what they don't talk about is if good citizens had a gun they could have stopped that massacre right then and there. They don't like looking at that side of things. True. Did you guys catch the video that came out of, uh, I think it might have been in Texas, there was a, a church yeah. where a guy came in and pulled a gun on a bunch of people, people who were congregating. That's right. There was no and, ifs, no buts, no babies. They just shot the yep. brick. End yeah. of massacre. Yep. 
That's all it yep, takes. It is. This is why we need guns to protect ourselves as so, much. So and, why is that yeah. important? Right? Yeah. Um, so, Sue, so I'm sorry I interrupted you. But no, that's, it's okay, bud. You no, do it all the time. That's what's really important here is the, this is why they're testing this on you guys and enforcing all these rules and sanctions and, and all those bull crap on you guys because they can't do it here. Because we have guns. That's exactly right. In fact, New Zealand seems to be the test. Guns. The, so, the lab. Uh, for sure. So, so, so mm-hmm. th- that's why it's so important for us not to let them get anywhere on this 2A stuff. Yeah. Because it's a bunch of crap. And this is how we keep our country. And this is how we stop globalization. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're trying to sell globalization like it's a good thing. Just like we said after the COVID thing was dead. And that's pretty much dead now they've just now we're just focusing on the on the death jab <clears throat> but that they would double down and start pushing climate change again and sure enough almost on cue that started and yet and yet what barack obama buys a vineyard almost sea level <laughs> what are you going to do that if you're expecting the thing to be you know suddenly growing gills flapping around on your lawn it's not going to happen maybe he's making the fish vineyard yeah before we go to the next clip to continue to highlight the um, rubbish that uh, we've been through through mainstream media, uh, Kiwi, you got anything to say? You're a bit quiet there. Kiwi, Kia, Kia, Kia. Kia? Kia. I keep getting it wrong. Um, Little Johnny. Little Johnny. Little Johnny. What? You started a trend. Um, no, I mean, yeah, like just coming back to the Fauci, Fauci thing, remember he said this. He he said this in 2014, I think it was, pre pre Trump. He said that the next administration is going to be handling a pandemic. So he came out and said that this was going to happen, and now he has to deal with what he said because he said it was coming. That's right. But it's interesting to see him chop and change his story all the time because this is this is the panic because he knows he's stuffed and. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's great to see because yeah, what they're trying to do to us, which is not cool. But um, yeah, I just wanted to um, make sure that people can go and dig and find the information and and see him say that the next administration is going to be dealing with this, and here we are. Yeah, no, it's true. And um, yeah, you're right. It was choreographed. <clears throat> I mean, they, I mean, there's a, a a school of thought out there that the other side or whoever they are. They have to tell you what they're going to do coming up. Um, and well, that was if that's mm-hmm. true, that was definitely a big tell, wasn't it? Right. So let's have a look at um, exactly Dr. Malone lowering a few booms as well. Check this out. The Jesuits have this thing, I think the concept's called reserve, that you can say something, although you don't really believe it because you think for the greater good that it's better for the unwashed masses to know it this way. Do you actually think that's the game that Fauci's playing? I do. What you call the noble lie? Absolutely. And, walk, and your illusion. Walk us through that. Is, he's a Jesuit. He's a Jesuit. So that's the connection you're making. Um, and it's also grounded in, in the thinking of Plato, the Greek philosopher, the noble lie. So what they believe is that it's in the common good and it's appropriate for people of high status and government leaders to lie uh, for the common good. Uh, and and there is this grounding in Jesuit theology and in uh, Platonic yep. philosophy that that's the case. His lie, the lie that they have chosen to promote, 
is that the only way that we can get back economically is to uh, reach herd immunity. Number two, that the only way to reach herd immunity is through vaccines. And number three, that vaccines are perfectly safe. And all three of those are demonstrably false. But they got wrapped around the axle with this lie, and they can't back off. They're too deep now. They're too all in, because you can't unwind. How deep you've gotten in, you can't unwind. Do you think, by the way, you're the inventor of this. Do you believe it's, it's maybe dangerous to use mRNA to actually simulate a vaccine? When, you t- when we say this is experimental gene therapy, you're the inventor of this. Do, do you think it's dangerous? And if you think it's dangerous, to what, like what level? Uh, danger or safety with vaccines and all drugs is relative. The technology itself may have some safety issues we don't know yet, having to do with the novel lipids that are being used for the first time in large-scale distribution. That's just being honest. The other aspects about this, these are these technologies, including the adenovirus vectors, are application agnostic. You can put whatever genetic sequence in and deliver it that you want. And, and you could put in toxic sequences that code for toxins, proteins that have biologic effects that are uh, going to cause disease and harm. What seems to have happened here is that uh, people took the easy road. They took the most immunogenic protein from Spike. They used that for all these vaccines. And they weren't aware that Spike has its own activity that the virus has evolved and that activity that spike protein has and is documented in multiple peer-reviewed papers includes opening the blood-brain barrier causing damage to vascular endothelial cells these are the cells that line the blood vessels and uh triggering coagulation and manipulating uh immune responses so spike is is not just a antigen it has its own biologic activities. And they could easily have engineered these vaccines so they weren't expressing full-length spike. But in the rush to try to get something out the door, they didn't really think or address those risks. And that's what gets us here. But second-generation products, are, I'm sure, are going to be engineered that lack a lot of these risks. Oh, we're back. He just said we're back. Oh, that, that was actually for once he come he actually spoke the producer didn't give us because it was him Sorry. anyway welcome back to counterspin um we completely lost our way no nope, no nope, i remember what oh you haven't around. okay he's Absolutely. got something to say yes where were we haha <laughs> uh so um look the noble lie okay there's no such thing as a noble lie that's just nonsense all right uh, you start you start convincing yourself that lies are noble when you've run out of inventive ways to solve problems i.e you're lazy And so you decide that all of a sudden lies can be noble because you can't think of any other way. So what we need to do is the moment we hear somebody say that what we have to do to solve problems is make lies noble, you punch them in the face, tell them to sit down from power and they're not good at it. You're not good enough anymore and we need to replace them. That's all I have to say on that. There you go. Violent. Well, I do agree that we do have to remove our government. Our government is shoddy. Right. I, um, I wasn't we advocating, talk- and I wasn't advocating for punching Jacinda in the face. I'd like to punch Chris in the face. Chris Hipkins. Yeah. 
Yeah, take him out, slimy prick. Um, we were just talking in the break. Uh, Sparky, you were um, bringing it, brought up a good point. I just can't little remember Johnny. what it little is Little Johnny. Now. Little so, Johnny. Yeah. No, we won't bring up Little Johnny's point. My orange Seeing skin. From different perspectives, having the, the Australia um, Ah, the different ages coming together. Yes. How we've built our show is that we have we have a based on generational. And so I'm the older generation. So I'm a boomer. How's that? I'm a boomer. We're the ones Boom. that screwed all this up. Right? Speak for yourself. We, we let this happen. No, we <laughs> Millennials yep, did. I'm right? tracking you. So but 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 we're also some of us boomers are trying to change it because we realize how we messed up, yep. right? So we're teaching the younger generation. We're, we're, we're giving them a heads mm-hmm. up, and then Sue and Kiwi come in, and they're they're the younger generation. Um, and they're going to take this and run with it, right? They're gonna they're gonna try to fix our mistakes, yeah. and then we have Kia, little Johnny, <laughs> aka little Johnny, right? Um, <laughs> the millennial side, right? So it's it's generational. It, it's trying to bring everybody together, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And 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 I do believe that I speak for everybody else in our group that, that this is what we're trying to do, and we're trying to bring multi-dimensional aspect to it. Absolutely. Um, and another thing we're trying to do is make really engaging content because when we came to this battle of um, information three four years ago, there was no no one making good content for truth uh, and facts like there, there was just nothing out there all you had was mainstream media um talking heads on the news so um i try and make like the odd engaging video and things like that just to grab people's attention and we need to get it to the people who have children and yeah. they're the, i mean that's who i would like to see the information we're putting out at the moment because I want those people to say, what can I do? Because at the moment, there's a lot of people that hear this information and go, it's too much, I can't do anything about it. And that's not true. But we need to get really good content to people like uh, with children in schools who can go to school meetings or and say, what are you teaching our children? This And bring up the issues we're having in the United States where transgender is being taught to really young kids and it's pushing a horrible agenda. It's destroying the family and a whole bunch of negative things come of it. Um, so that's one of the reasons we, we, you know, formed our show as well and create media is to engage more people in what's not mainstream. That's another issue. A, a lot of the, the big channels too, they usually engage just a certain demographic. You know, we have people in, um, in America like a Salty Cracker, that just engages the the wild millennials like even kia doesn't really pay attention to, to it like that because i mean this is the even younger generation that that goes to war with memes and you know they they like to laugh the left out of you know out of the room if you will but just like you guys we're trying to we're trying to get everybody into this, you know, not just, not even just the parents. We're trying to get the youth to stand up because they're going to be the ones to take over mm. when we're all too old and not wanting to do this anymore. Here's a, <laughs> here's a question that begs to be asked because we've experienced it here. 
Do you find that some of the greatest opponents of what you're doing are those who are supposedly be on your side? We're finding this. Yeah, yeah so for sure. So we, we, what we found is we had to weed out uh, the people who were already ahead of us in this way, what we believe perceived to be already ahead of us in the journey of waking up and seeing the truth. And they were there were a lot of them that were plants that were disinformation plants, uh, discouragement plants, um, throw you off track plants. And we had to weed them out of our group. It was a big thing of, of our original role as mod uh, chat moderators on the In the Matrix show, which was on YouTube, was to weed out people who were trying to control a the conversation b and b the reaction. And once we got closer uh, to Matrix and Shady, we actually had to weed out the people in his inner circle that were doing that with him, that were, were trying to literally feed them uh, disinformation and, and skew where they were going, like control the path of their media. We can imagine you guys are doing the exact same thing. You have to be so careful about who you trust. You have to vet everybody. Mm. That you talk to at some point, you know, just to make sure that you're not talking to, you know, someone with an ulterior agenda, yeah. if you will. We um we've definitely experienced that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who are taking pot shots. I mean, there's there's a few. I'll have to tell. I'll have to say it. There's a there's a Facebook group out there called uh, Brutal Truth. Now they, you know, you'd you'd think with a title like that, they'd actually bring truth in a brutal way to sort of shock and wake people up. But it's not. It's actually a piss take of people like myself and all that sort of stuff. Although they haven't done it lately. I'm a bit, a bit concerned. I'm starting to fall out of favour. It's because there's a mouldy sitting next to you now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but but the, the, these are the sort of attack hounds for the other side. And I must admit, you've got to look at the way they do things. It's bloody good, you know? They're organised. Yeah, well organised. They've, they've um, so... When General Flynn started the Digital Soldiers um, campaign, which was a grassroots response, it was a response to that. So Hillary Clinton in previous years prior to Donald Trump had actually formed organizations of uh, hackers, uh, anarchists and radicals and was us were using them to form grassroots movements in communities and tra and they, they were undergoing training to, to fight off truth and information and other grassroots movements before we, we, we'd even thought about doing it. So that's what a lot of these people are that you're experiencing is people that were trained in it before it even started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you're up, you're up against a really big fight there because, yeah, while we're learning how to deal with trolls and people that are out to just basically destroy us, you do have to learn to rise above it and, you know, it just makes do you, your thing. It makes you really good at getting your facts straight. Mm. <laughs> you really are true. <laughs> it's very yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. If you don't vet everything, they will they will mm. just take you down. Because <laughs> over, over here, just like in the U.S., we have a left versus right uh, battlefield, basically. But the one thing I've found is you, you, your greatest enemies sometimes are those, like I said, who are supposed to be on your side. I actually had an hour and 33-minute uh, conversation with uh, someone from the other side, ideologically, called Joe Trinder. And I said I'd give him a shout-out sooner or later. Um, I actually found that to be an awesome conversation. We actually had more in common than we didn't. We, we disagreed on a few things that were actually inconsequential when, it, when you look at the grand scheme mm. of it. You know, he doesn't like the family court uh, like I don't because they're like a secret organization, like a star chamber. 
there is no transparency in it, and it, that's a complete destruction of family uh, tool there. <clears throat> but in a lot of other things, we, we agreed right down the line. So, you know, I'm sort of wondering why he's still wearing that sort of leftist tag. Yeah, we need to have more difficult discussions because he's also not for the crown. We understand that we disagree on certain things, but it doesn't mean that we're trying to kill you or take you down or whatever. It's like we're just trying to talk and get along, yeah. right? Mm. True, but and, and that's the that's the main thing you got to remember too. They 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 want you divided. That was the whole point of this: is left versus right. When you start to realize that you have more in common with your supposed enemy than you think. You become the majority when you have that common ground, and that's what General Flynn's video um, that you played at the start was about. Was about bringing these groups that are forming from grassroots yeah. back together over the over the yeah. big topics. I mean, we can discuss the little issues, have good, absolutely brilliant discussions about the little things, but we can't do that if we're too scared to even get in the ring and talk to each other. Yeah, we've and yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, we had a we had a um, chance each other, right? Yeah, that's right. We had a lot of groups come together the, um, or try to form an umbrella to link everyone together, and you get the same players who, like you say, infiltrate and they do nothing but try to turn everyone against each other, or they just have to be the leader, and and every, and then they, they they bring enough truth to sound credible. But then they lead you along the garden path and drop you off the cliff and then make you all, as you said before, look stupid. And I think at some point we all grow past that and realize that, that that's what is happening. Um, we uh, develop techniques to work around that where we, um, we speak better, we, we develop better conversational skills because, I mean, I couldn't speak live to save myself two or three years ago. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> three and ago. we also yeah. share... I'm still I like still that. Yeah. And, and we share the information about the attacks that happened to us, and then we go, oh, well, that's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember some of these people, this is their career that we're, we're intruding on. Yeah. yeah we, we've come along and we've jumped onto a, 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 an area where people have made careers out of, and we're, we're literally destroying some of those careers because they're made on yeah, lies. We're pulling Just apart like you guys, we are the news now yeah, for exactly. a reason. <laughs> Okay, what we'll do um, now is we'll keep this yeah, going for his career, um, and we'll play another video, and we'll come back and get your uh, um, take on that. We'll put little Johnny on. He had something to say. Yeah, we we'll actually Gotta we'll bring you in, uh, Kia, aka little Johnny. Yep. Yeah. We'll bring him back shortly, straight after this. Check this out. New details from a document produced by Chinese military scientists, where they discuss weaponizing SARS coronaviruses five years before the pandemic hit. The book was written by People's Liberation Army scientists and senior Chinese public health officials back in 2015. It describes SARS coronaviruses as heralding, and I quote, a new era of genetic weapons. It says they can be artificially manipulated into an emerging human disease virus, weaponized and unleashed in a way never seen before. This Chinese language paper is called the unnatural origin of SARS, a new species of man-made viruses as genetic weapons. That's its title. And it says, following developments in other scientific fields, there have been major advances in the delivery of biological agents. For example, the newfound ability to freeze dry microorganisms 
has made it possible to store biological agents and aerosolize them during attacks. Large-scale biological weapon attacks can cause many indirect consequences in addition to human casualties. Major impacts include enormous burden on healthcare system. Well, we've seen that. Biological weapon attacks have a much prolonged effect than conventional attacks like explosion. It may also carry highly contagious diseases that can be transmitted through various means. The document also talks about the psychological terror that bioweapons can cause. It's chilling. It says biological weapons will not only cause widespread morbidity and mass casualties, but also include formidable psychological pressure that could affect combat effectiveness. Just like other disasters, people will live under fear of attack for a considerable period of time, causing brief or lasting psychological impairment among some. In other words, it goes on, attacks using biological weapons can cause acute and chronic psychological and mental illnesses, such as acute stress reactions. It's just... Ex Welcome back to Counterspin. That was uh, Sherry Morrison from Sky News. She's got a book coming out shortly that uh, is dead on point with exposing Fauci and um, his historical deeds. Just another nail in his coffin. That guy just just doesn't want to die. Okay, I'm going to bring in... Um, we got pretty sad through the break. We heard some bad news. I'll Kia felt a bit um, left out. Like so we're going to bring him in now. We're going to make him front and centre. We're going to make him a star. Um, so you let us know, Kia, a.k.a. Little Johnny. Little Johnny. What uh, what your thought on that was? Oh, hell, what your thought on anything's fine. Just just to the previous video, uh, before the one that we just shown, um, just talking about the unity, um, one, there's a couple of sayings that are very important uh, for people to um, listen to and take on. Like One is where we go one, we go all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you might um, disagree or not agree on the same things. It creates a good conversation. Um, so that's that's one of the very important points. And um, two is be careful who you follow. And three, listen listen to everything and then discern for yourself and find what's what's right within yourself. Because when you stand on the truth. Like you know what's right and you know what's wrong, so yeah, just that's just to the previous parts. This part, it's pretty messed up. Like they're just training a bunch of new generations, and they say like, what is it? Uh, control a generation, and then yeah, you're controlling basically the world. Yeah. So it's it's pretty it's pretty scary stuff. Well, so that's that's part of the whole plan, dude. Is is if you get the young train to believe these certain thoughts, then eventually us old people are going to die off, and these people are still going to have these thoughts, and that's how the world's going to go, right? Mm, yeah. And see, we just have a that's bit of technical so problems here. For I'm trying to get the producers. Um, uh, no, I think I'm just trying to get her attention so I can. Have the screen change so I'm not on it, so I can actually do some sign language to bring something up. But <laughs> but I'm on there anyway. How dumb is that? Put some uh, put Sparky's face up on the screen, and and let Sparky talk while I 
uh, take my headphones off for a minute and go over there and try to get the shit sorted. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry, dude, I didn't mean to do that to you. But- yeah, I'll just bounce off what you said um, in that last one, Sparky. It's a it's a great point to to point out that the fact that the what we do to our next generation's thoughts moving forward is 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 what's going to create the world in the future for them. So we need to be making sure that we're making better children for our planet rather than uh, floundering around wasting our time trying to save the planet for them. Yeah. Made point. The, the, the Bible is actually quite, um, quite a good tool for what we're, what we're looking at. So the Bible discusses generations as being about 70 years. So if you yeah. look at uh, when I was a kid, they forced Captain Planet on me as a cartoon after school. Mm. And the problem we have now is there's all these people that believe climate change is real and won't look at it twice. It's just absolutely crazy. So the indoctrination of uh, the children is the formation of a generation. And that indoctrination stays with them. And they use key things like uh, music. You'll hear on in New Zealand, you'll hear on the rock, uh, not the rock on uh, the breeze or something like that. It's all about the music, the music that defined a generation. They tell us they're doing this stuff and they then play that music for that generation to keep them locked into that pattern and into their system for the rest of their life. And you know, the big thing about that, it's it's been talked about since the 80s. Yuri Bezmenov came out and said it. You know, the first step to turning an entire country into a communist dystopia is ideological subversion. And that occurs when you indoctrinate an entire generation of children. And they've been doing that since... They've been doing that since, what, the, the 60s? Beginning. Yeah. Like, since TV started. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Jen Psaki, um, um, on her one of her White House briefings, uh, more lies and misinformation, yeah. talk, uh, talked about the Dirty Dozen. There's actually 13 of them, but they talk about the Dirty Dozen, uh, where Dr. Malone, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., and others are listed there. Uh, it would be Naomi Wolf, Dr. Naomi Wolf as well are all listed there, and they have termed them as being disinformation uh, campaigners. Now, yet, if you, they never talk about their credentials and the fact that they've got evidence to back everything up. It's just ad hominem attacks, and it's to try to convince people not to go and look at them and um, uh, basically buy into the official narrative that we get pushed here as well on New Zealand TV, um, as we know. What, what do you what do you guys uh sparky i'll bring you in first because you're over there uh, and you get to see the the channels and you're closer to the action i notice over 50 percent of the people has a vaccine hesitancy because they're just not buying into it they know that something's wrong and others who have suddenly done some investigation have found out that they definitely shouldn't have taken the jab um what what's what's the situation on the ground over there what sort of awakening do you have around you on the news is fake news um most of the general population aren't buying this crap at all they don't believe what they're hearing and, and this is where we heard you guys talking before the show um we are winning over here we really are it's because most of the people are they're getting fed up with their own things and, and so you'll see on social media that they're actually being quiet about it and so what does that tell you because most of the most of these left leaning people say on Facebook, you guys hang out on Facebook a lot. Sounds like 
I, I, I've I, been removed. I stay away from there myself, but those people are very radical, right? Yeah. They're, they're loud mouth. They talk about all this stuff all the time and, and they like to give you sh- crap yep. about it. Yep. <laughs> right. We're uncensored. You go for it. Uh, well, I, I'm, this is a family show I'm assuming. So, but they're being the quiet. They're being, <laughs> they're being quiet. And what does that tell you? Is that they're thinking they're yeah. like, Oh my gosh. Cause they're seeing what's happening. Um, they're, they're watching TV and they're like, this clown is our president. This, this, um, uh, what is it? Raggedy Ann is our spokesperson. <laughs> That's actually a good description. Yeah. Okay. Chucky. She's not that brilliant actually to be Chucky. She's more like raggedy and oh, <laughs> but, but they're not buying it and they're starting to think. And that's why I think that we're winning is because they're shutting up about it. Well, it's like your election orders, isn't it? They can't, they're not stopping that. That thing's actually grown from strength to strength. If you look at mainstream media and uh, Rachel Maddow's breakdown um, and her um, melting down with all the rest, uh, John uh, Don Lemon, I think it is as well, complete and utter company people. That's all they do is push misinformation and propaganda. And even they are realizing they're coming to pieces. what they're telling you. You could see it on their face. They're just reading a script. And that's the most important thing to remember right there is that, you know, <laughs> you're being fed a script when you turn on the mainstream media in New Zealand and in the US. You know yep. it's same thing go for of course Australia, the UK, any West any of the Western world. Canada True. that's pretty far gone with um what's his name leading that? Trudeau. True. Yeah, he's a tool as well, isn't he? Um, hate speech laws. We got them, of course, coming here, full steam ahead. And the US, they're trying to uh, bring that out. Little Johnny's so, yeah, going to say, little Johnny's going to try and peg us for the hate speech laws, I bet. <laughs> is it true that political <laughs> Come opinions on the brother. is included in the, the hate, hate speech, speech laws? laws? Sorry, the hate speech laws are our biggest, um, our biggest threat, to be honest. So what you've got with Jen Psaki in the White House press room explaining how they're now working with Facebook, um, Google, Yahoo, Big Tech, not Yahoo, sorry, um, to to actively censor these the dirty dozen. Um, that's one side of a double-pronged attack. The other side is to stop everyday um, people from being able to speak. And that's right. in New Zealand, we I think we're the guinea pigs. I think New Zealand is going to be the first country to have these hate speech laws rolled out. They tried it in Scotland, mm-hmm. where the uh, the Bible was yeah. labelled as hate speech, and that was the end of that. I haven't heard anything on that since. So, um, with New Zealand, they've used Lee Williams as a, a catalyst for um, hate speech, <laughs> as well as uh, COVID. Where I think they're going to say the, that the hate speech is harming people because they're not getting the vaccine therefore we have to get involved with big tech and censor it and <clears throat> i think right. that's how it's going to tie in again the, they're mirroring each other yeah and the ir- the irony of it all is that they're trying to say the misinformation has been peddled by our side mm. uh, because we're highlighting the dangers of an experimental jab and that's causing deaths 
when it's actually quite the opposite. Their insistence, like Jacinda's, came out and said in her own words, and we have it on tape, these vaccines are safe and effective. She said that. It's still in trials. It's June 2023. So how the hell, before you've finished the trial, can you say it's safe and effective? You know what I mean? It's on the radio in mainstream media. So at work, we get stuck with either the rock or the, or the breeze or something. And every, I don't know, two hours, there's an ad saying uh, information about the COVID vaccine. Yeah. It's safe. It's We're monitoring it. So, so, so what I'm saying is that nobody's talking about what General Flynn and Matrix talked about in the beginning of the show. The first clip that you played talked yep. about the 45,000 deaths. That's right. From the vaccine, right? So, exactly. so, so, why aren't we talking about that? Yeah, we exactly. We, 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 if you watch our last show, we, we brought all that up. In fact, we hammered the COVID thing hard. In fact, that's what we've been doing because to us, it's one of the most pressing things life over death type thing. We sort of prefer some people to live. I just don't very, understand very how we can um, start off from this basis of saying that a, a, a complicated substance that we none of us understand, and, and even a lot of the doctors that are pushing it don't understand. Yeah. Uh, how we can assume that it's safe before we've proven it's safe. Yeah. This is this is unbelievable. Um, we have to start with the precautionary principle, and doctors work with that. It's it's do no harm and assume something that is complicated and man-made is 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 unsafe until proven to be safe. Yeah. Doctors and everything are pushing this. You know, we're asking the questions here. You know, we're asking the questions to the public. And because we're questioning it and not saying, you know, this is a fact that these vaccines are dangerous, even just questioning it, they're shutting us up effectively. The Disinfo 12 are mostly asking questions to the people why you know, why are you allowing this this experimental vaccine to be administered to your children? Especially like, when your children aren't at risk. Yeah, and ex- really. Especially yes. while it's still in, in experimental stages. And that's what Biden's pushing for at the moment in the U.S., mm-hmm. is to push it out of the FDA experimental um, period and into uh, a full authorized vaccine. And if that happens, we're all in quite a lot of trouble. And as far as this disinformation dozen thing, I've read this one and it's just it's absolutely fascinating because they're they're honing in on simple things like memes that are going out. And these memes are the ones that are killing people, you know. (laughs) It's it's a shame. Because they're because they're doing this to the twelve and so many other people, they're validating our point. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, what we're going to do, actually, who is going to come in there? No one? Okay. Nope. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll, we'll come back in a moment with final comments. We're just going to uh, watch one more clip that we've got lined up of Dale Bigtree roast, absolutely roasting uh, Jen Psaki after she does her ridiculous rendition of being an information specialist. And um, then we'll come back and we'll get all of your details out to the public of how they can find you, how they can follow you. And because, like I said, we need to come together and push each other and actually make sure that the the, the electronic airwaves are flooded with fact and evidence-based information rather than this misinformation campaign that the government's ramping up on. Brad, do you want to say something before we break? Oh, let's go. Okay, let's check it out. Our point 
is that there is information that is leading to people not taking the vaccine and people are dying as a result. And we have a responsibility as a public health matter to raise that issue. And the responsibility we all have, the government, media, platforms, public messengers, to give accurate information. Go ahead. About the 12 individuals that are on that separate site, it's not from the White House, mm -hmm. I don't have the source in front of me, but we've read it as well. Can you give, give us a sense of who those individuals are, as was asked before, and what specifically, you've, you've given a tough message to the social platforms, that they should do more than social media platforms. What from this podium is the message to those individuals, the 12 of them, who are responsible for 65% of the misinformation that's out there? The message is the same message as it is to every person out there who has a platform, whether that is an elected official or that is a person who is a civic leader. Uh, the vaccines are safe. They are effective. If people take them, they will save their life in many cases. And so our message to everyone who's sharing misinformation is that you're, the steps you're taking are irresponsible. They could lead to people's, uh, people getting very sick and people ultimately losing their lives. Why don't we all participate in a process that will help provide accurate information out there? It's an incredible statement by both the President of the United States and Press Secretary Jen Psaki, essentially calling anyone that doesn't carry forward the White House narrative that the vaccine, the COVID vaccines, any one of them, are safe and effective. That's it. There is no other story. Any other story is misinformation. And sharing misinformation makes you a murderer. The entire purpose of having media is to build trust. You have had nearly a whole year to build trust for this vaccine, and you have failed. Do you think that's because you don't have the science on your side? I think so. Do you think it's because donuts don't work? The point is, is people just need the information. They are guided by information. And now we know the remaining 50% in this nation are not getting the vaccination because they have read the data. They read data. They're college educated. They know the truth when they hear it. Do you really think that some liar can get on social media and grab 50% of the United States of America and, not, and get them to not vaccinate even though it's a perfectly healthy and safe product? Come on. Are you out of your mind? It is clear that what you have tried to push on people, what you've tried to hide is the myocarditis right in front of people, pericarditis, blood clots, thrombocytopenia, anaphylaxis, Bell's palsy, all of these things you kept saying, don't look over there, don't look over there, stay on here, it's safe and effective, it's safe and effective, while you're undermined by the death and destruction of human lives in the United States of America. That's the data, that's the fact, there's no getting around it. And those 6,000 deaths may not seem like a lot to you, Mrs. Psaki, I wanna say that there was only 3,000 deaths when the World Trade Center came down, and that changed our world forever. You may want to keep pushing forward, and the only way you're going to be able to do that, since you have failed the public in actually grabbing their hearts and minds and convincing them through data that the vaccine is a good idea, since you failed, now you're going to do what the WHO said you shouldn't do. You're going to bully, you're going to threaten, and potentially bring in martial law. You're going to take away our right to free speech. You're telling everyone in that news agency there that they should not give any attention to the people that are speaking the real truth, the misinformation, that everyone on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, they need to take these sites down. They need to censor. They need to destroy our First Amendment rights. And that would be the destruction of what makes America great. Because our founding fathers were clear 
that the news, that the press was the most important part, so much so that they called it the fourth branch or the fourth estate of government. Why is that? Because without a free press, governments that are out of control will never have their feet held to the fire. And industries that are taking advantage of our government will never be outed to the public. The industries would love that, and the government would love that, but our founding fathers knew that that would be the death of the United States of America. And by the way, press is not a bunch of highly paid people that are funded by Pharma, Exxon, baby diapers, and Monsanto toxic pesticides. All the people sitting in front of you in that room, that is not press. Press was anybody that could put together ink and put it on paper and share it with each other. You know, Thomas Jefferson had this to say about freedom of the press. Our liberty depends on the freedom of the press, and that cannot be limited without being lost. And what are we talking about the press again? It wasn't a bunch of people funded by industry. It was guys like Thomas Paine that put together Common Sense, wrote it, and then maybe got a printing press and secretly did this under the nose of the king, and people passed it hand to hand, saying the king is against us. We are not being fairly represented. We are not free. We are living on our knees. That was the press. And sure, the king would have liked to have censored that too. And if he'd achieved it, we would not have the United States of America. And so when we find ourselves in a position where the government is providing zero data to the intelligent part of our society, and that 50% of the intelligentsia have said, no, we are not going to be forced into an unjust law behind a failed, pathetic product that has been improperly tested, and all you want to do is censor, then it is time to stand up. Welcome back, back to Counterspin. Now, that was a pleasure to watch that. Another disinformation campaign hits the deck. Now we were talking in the break, uh, Kia. There you go. I gave you that. I gave you that. I gave you that name. Just I, I let that oh, go. Thanks. I didn't thanks, say man. little Johnny. Thanks. Just like thanks. that. Where is it? There it is. Yeah, we were just yeah. we were just talking uh, in the break. What were you saying about the Facebook CEO? I think it was. Yeah. So um, in February of this year, uh, I'll just just get this article up. Uh, so where's the date? So February. 18th 2021 okay if you want to go for it like 9 25 a.m but um the headline reads uh, ex-australian facebook ceo urges users to delete the app over news ban so i don't know if you guys remember but in february australia was uh, pumping out a lot of uh, information uh, about the um yeah about the, about the vaccines and stuff and sort of Facebook come out and was slapping That's everybody right. down. And so the ex-CEO of Australia, right, so that includes New Zealand because New Zealand and Australia is Australasia. For, for someone like that to come out and go against like their own company, I mean, that's pretty telling, in, in my opinion, um, for him to come out and say, just delete the app. Yeah, just because it's they're they're pushing the um, disinformation themselves. Yeah, and of course you've got the uh, recently you got the Google uh, whistleblower as well. Voorhees, I think it is. Zach Voorhees came yeah. out and basically told them how this the algorithms are rigged to suppress and basically eviscerate anything pro our side, and of course highlight and advance to the top, and especially in search engines and everything information relating to their disinformation and Gen Psyche talk.
who gets to judge what the truth is? Yeah. Right. What, what gives them the authority when we, we all know that they're pushing lies. They're saying that we're pushing lies. So, so what gives them the right to hide information from people? Because that's where people actually get, get to know what the truth is. Right. And without without a fair exchange of ideas and information, we're never going to be able to pit one against the other and see see which one stacks up at the end of the day. And that's the problem we're having. We are not allowed to have that conversation. We are only meant to go for, as Jacinda says, one source of truth, you get your information from us, all the rest is misinformation. When we know, she's projecting. Oh, yeah. Mm. Do you remember that um, earthquake that she had, (laughs) like, live on air? And, like, the camera was shaking, but nothing in the background was shaking. And it's like, okay, so you're the single source of, exactly. source of truth, and you're telling us a big, fat lie? Yeah. Like, okay, sure thing, lady. The- I mean, man. I mean, lady. I mean, man, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get... Oh, wow, well, you went there. Right? Um, okay, we'll double down on that. She's got, she's got definitely got big balls to um, spin the crap she's spinning, that's for sure. Yeah, yep. literally. Yep. Anyway, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, what I want to do, guys, is uh, Sudanum. I knew I was going to do that sooner or later. Um, give <laughs> us uh, uh, the details on the show, where people can follow you, find you, and get the information uh, collectively, individually, and across what platforms. Okay. Well, um, Firstly, we were taken off of YouTube two weeks after we started the show back in February. So we don't have YouTube, <laughs> but we found a platform in DLive.TV where we can be ourselves and we can broadcast and we have a live chat and, nice. you know, everything's all gravy in, uh, in DLive. But uh, you can find us at DLive.TV slash at Weeks and News. Um, you can also find us on Rumble and Odyssey. If you type in at Weeks and News, you'll find our whole volume of videos there. Um, as far as uh, separate platforms, we're all on Gitter because nice. that's the only place that'll keep us all. <laughs> Get on Gitter and get her done. Get her done. Oh, I'm on yep. Twitter. I'm on Twitter. So. Oh, yeah, well, we're on Twitter, too, but Twitter's the battlefield. We, we get to be ourselves on Gitter. And... Um, on there, you can find me at, at Sue Denim, and then you can find at Kiwi Patriot. Then Kia, or Little Johnny, is um, <laughs> at it underscore is underscore Kia. And then we have Sparky, who is at Sparky6461. But yeah, that that's where that's pretty much where we are, and um, we also have a Telegram channel and a Discord channel. But uh, you can find all the links to that on our D Live. Brilliant. And okay, we'll go around the board and we'll get final thoughts on the subject. Um, and we would actually love to have you guys on again. This has actually been a blast. Our script definitely went out the window. I mean, this is like us having a chat, and people are going to be looking and saying, "That's one lunatic of a household." You know what I mean? It's like we're having oh, dinner on the table. And <laughs> okay, uh, so we'll start with you again, Sue. Then we'll go to Kiwi Patriot. Then we'll go down to uh, Little Johnny. Then, <laughs> then we'll wind up with the Sparkster. Uh, oh, the Sparkster—that's sticking too. By the way, well, spark plug. <laughs> 
Well, as far as this whole COVID narrative is concerned, uh, the truth is coming out more and more every week. We're seeing Fauci sweat in real time, and we're seeing the Biden administration crumbling. We're also seeing New Zealand on all these other places just doubling down on the lockdowns and, you know, pushing that deadly vaccine. And we just have to stick together. That's the most important thing. General Flynn was right. You know, the more of us that are speaking up, the better, the greater the audience becomes. And that's that's how we win the fight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, thanks for having us on. You, you've, this is a great format. It's so good to see another um, grassroots, non-mainstream media uh, like uh, network or organization forming in New Zealand. That's really encouraging. When I came to this and Sue came to this or oh, two, three years ago, there was there was nothing. There was no alternative here in New Zealand, which is why we focus largely in the global battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who thinks they want to have a voice and start talking about a subject that they like, just get out there and do it. Get on Gitter um, and, and start spreading information that you find relevant and you, you believe is truthful and you can fact check and get in the battle. That's that's where we're going to win this thing. Absolutely. Yep, don't be scared. Just do it. Absolutely. Kia. There you go. Gave you one. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> so... I want to say everything, but like we don't have enough time. But um, I want to bring up an, like one one very important point that I took out of um, um, the Trump rally today at Arizona, where the audit is happening in Phoenix, Arizona. And what do Phoenixes do? They burn brightly and rise up out of the ashes. Right. So that's something to to think about. But um, in his speech today, he made reference to New Zealand, and so. When we're feeling down, like, there is hope and people are watching and we're in this together. He, he made mention about the transgender weightlifter. Now, he didn't say which transgender weightlifter, but there is only one that's really making the mainstream news. And he's using that to, like, talk about us. Yep. So know that, know that like... <sighs> Whatever's being said in the mainstream is not true. Um, there's hints of truth. Discern. Stand, stand in the truth. I'm repeating myself. I'll shut up now. But um, where we go one, we go, go all. Okay? And thank you for yeah, having me. You're most welcome. Sparky. All right. So, um, hey, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Had a good time. This is, this is we really had a good time. Um. But what I would like to tell your audience is that you have to understand that you're never going to win if you don't take things into your own hand. Um, start doing your research. Don't believe what they're telling you on TV. Turn off the TV, actually. Um, start doing your research. Teach your children to learn the right way. Um, to, 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 to look into the things that are really important, what really interests them. And don't, yeah, probably don't Google that stuff. Um, but you know what I mean? Don't take the narrative. Trust yourself. Trust in yourself. Yeah. Because you have the answers within yourself that were given to you by God. 100%. Common sense, logic, and reason is just a hair away. You've just got to turn towards it. Yeah. So thanks for having us. And We'll see you again, hopefully. Oh, you'll definitely do that. We'd love to have you on again. It's been a blast.
Awesome. Yeah. Right, so, so, <laughs> so in keeping with our usual um, show, and because we are 100% anti-Chinese Communist Party, the criminal organization in this show, we always go d- out with the song Take Down the CCP. We're proud of that because we're, s- s- we're in full support of the uh, new federal state of China to bring them down. And Brad, sorry, people. I know you're probably feeling a bit heartbroken, but Brad had to leave. No, he didn't have to go buy condoms. He had to go pick his daughter up from their bus stop. So uh, something a little more family-friendly there. And just a moment. What was that? Yeah. I, did I say that? Anyway, I'll, I'll do it now. So it's a producer. Always on the right of me. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much for having us, God. At Week's End News, people, listen to what they said. Go and follow them. And please share it continuously until we get through the thick nuts out there. Have a good show. Catch you next time.
If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. 